0: This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by Thinx, which is probably the most fortuitous partner we could possibly have for this episode, which mentions me getting my period again and trying to start getting pregnant again. Thinx are period-proof underwear, not to be confused with panties, and they replace tampons and pads and cups on light days and are perfect backup for tampons and cups on heavier days. They're designed to absorb up to two tampons worth of blood. And if you're a man listening in, hello. And they've got built-in tech that wicks moisture, fights bacteria, and stops leaks in their tracks. The best part, of course, is that you will get $5 off an order with the code MANREPeller at checkout if you so please. So hit up thinks.com and then hit up manrepeller.com and then listen to this episode and call your mommy. You don't have to call your mom if you don't want to, but it would be nice. I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by Leandra Medine. The past couple of weeks have been pretty difficult challenging, tough, rough, weird. I went from being pregnant to not without giving birth to a baby. I miss being pregnant so much, I will take it all over again. The nausea and the fatigue and the mood swings and the irritability and my only being able to eat plain ass oatmeal and bagels for four and a half weeks straight. I will do it all over again with a fucking smile on my face. You know, Haley, our junior editor, wrote a wonderful story earlier in the summer about self-compassion and it perfectly coincided with the launch of our July monthly theme, which was Let Loose and over the course of that month I was publishing episodes of Monocycle that were tied to the theme so every month I was letting loose and letting go of something else and I thought that I was letting go by you know drinking wine and eating what I wanted and doing what I wanted and canceling exercise classes and all of these really menial and trivial things that make you feel like you're in control and like you're doing something because the entire experience involves a third party variable and actually doesn't require much work from you and yourself but the reality of the fact is that in order to let go in order to really let loose there is so much inward work to get done that's what really letting go means it's muting that other voice in your head which by the way is totally just trying to do is help us and I didn't actually realize that until I read a story that America Ferrara wrote for the New York Times about running a triathlon. And she's talking about how for the longest time she refused to run because there was this voice in her head that was telling her, you're not going to be able to do that. And when she, when she won an Emmy, she went up there and she said, thank you. But there was a part of her that was just like, what am I doing here? When is this all going to crash and burn? And we call it imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is totally the result of this voice in our head. but. America Ferrara finally went and ran this triathlon, and at the end of the triathlon, she realized that this voice in her head that was telling her to stop, was telling her to give up, it wasn't trying to be nasty, it was just trying to protect her. It just didn't know how. And that really, really changed the way that I was thinking about myself and my body. I let myself feel how I felt. I I didn't feel bad about staying in bed, I didn't feel bad about not answering emails, I didn't feel bad about not showing up at events that I promised I would be at. Of course I apologized for not being able to be there, but that was the end of that. And I've really, really been trying every single day to think about five things that I really like about myself. Five things that I really like about myself and three things that I'm really grateful for. People like my mom and my dad and my husband keep coming up on the grateful list but the most important thing that I've realized is that it has to be small things and that you should make the gratefulness list at night because it forces you all day to look out for things that are making you grateful, the small little indulgences and pleasures throughout the day that make you feel good. Yesterday, for example, I was really grateful that I had a doctor appointment uptown on 77th Street because that meant that I got to go to my favorite coffee shop that's on 71st Street to get my favorite coffee and a cookie. Small thing, but a reason to be happy, a reason to remember that being alive is good. Whatever, stupid thing, you know? What's been the most challenging is teaching myself how not to be self-deprecating. And this is actually a really interesting point because I was grasping for ways to feel better. All I wanted was something or someone to say the thing that would make me smile and remind me that life goes on, that it's going to go on. Because frankly, I've really never known grief like this before. And in many ways, I'm grateful for that too because here I am, 27 years old, having never had to develop an arsenal of weapons to deal with grief and loss like this before. And so that's really lucky, right? Because I suppose I'm also in a situation that is best case scenario of a worst case scenario. I was still pretty early along, 14 weeks. People lose their babies much later. And I know that my body can get pregnant now. It proved that to me over the summer So I'm just hoping that, you know, it happens. But let me go back to the point about self-deprecation and why I find it so interesting. So as I was grasping for something to make me feel better, I remembered that whenever I'm in a dark place, the surefire thing to work is David Foster Wallace's commencement speech from Kenyon College. There are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, morning boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit and then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell is water? So I was, I was listening to that and it was pumping me up and then on the suggested video list to the right of the YouTube video, there was a whole other slew of David Foster Wallace interviews and I clicked one that said irony and it was all about why David Foster Wallace hates irony and why he doesn't think that it's that it works. And the commentator who was talking about David Foster Wallace's relationship with irony brought in Seinfeld as an example of a show with really unlikable self deprecating characters that we now kind of can't connect with, but who formed so much of who we've become. So a lot of us have have developed this idea that in order to be funny, you also have to be self-deprecating, in order to be humble, modest, um, kind a good person you can't think so highly of yourself or be vocal about how highly you think of yourself but that's not true and that's not real we don't live in a reality where it is okay for us to talk to ourselves and say things like i hate you you're stupid uh you look so bad you're you're never gonna you're never gonna get that promotion that you think you are you're never gonna get pregnant again in my case i have said plenty of really nasty things to myself and writing this list has really forced me to recognize, number one, that there are a lot of great things about me, and number two, also, that it's okay to talk about those things. It's okay to bring those things to the surface and to feel good about them. like. I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to build Man Repeller, which is, frankly, the only thing giving me life right now. We're conditioned to think we can't say nice things about ourselves, but what the fuck? Let's start a revolution. Let's only say nice things about ourselves. Let's stop focusing on all the stuff we don't like about ourselves. And look, I am all about self-satisfaction and self-improvement, but be quiet about those things. You know what things you don't like about yourself. You can write that stuff down, not more than once a quarter, and make goals of trying to become better at those things. But spend the majority of your time focusing on what's good about you, on what's great about you, and you can improve based on that tenet also, if you're looking for improvement. My point, I guess, is that at the end of the day, we're all here. I sat down for lunch with my dad last week, and I kept replaying, my pregnancy over and over, and he said to me something that really, really stuck with me and has, has really made me appreciate every fucking day, and that is that life is fragile from the moment of conception, from the moment a sperm and an egg fertilize and become an embryo. And so we have to be grateful for every second of every day because we've all made it. We all made it out of our mother's uteruses into the world. And we compose the most complicated and beautiful mechanisms on earth. And those are our bodies from the inside out. And we're here and we're living. And my God, that's a fucking miracle. So I'm gonna end on that note and beg you, please, to make a list of things you love about yourself. Happy December 16th. I'm not Malcolm Gladwell, but this is Monocycle.